Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Be It Me, Not You, the photography podcast. Today is going to be a little different because we have a guest on the podcast. We have a good friend of mine and a fellow podcaster, Leon Legray, his podcast, Leon Legray Show. Um, he is a tech he is a tech guru, as I like to call him, who uh, does weekly news on different tech items that go out and likes to give his opinions on different topics that come around as well. So I'm going to leave it over to Leon now to introduce his own podcast and himself. Leon, off you go. Uh, yes, thank you, Marco. Uh, yeah, so uh, my name is uh, Leon. Uh, I am the host of the Leon LaGray Show. Um, so like um, like Michael said, I uh, do a lot of uh, tech um, opinions on and technologies. And yeah, so I'm pretty much a tech, a tech commentator. But there will be times I do a lot of reviews on, on the podcast and diversify and diversify different things on the on the pod, podcast too. So and my podcast is run three three times a week. Uh, so it's uh, it's always something very different each uh, each episode too. Thank you very much. So basically today, guys, we're going to be talking about. And the reason why I brought Leon Legray on is because his knowledge of technology would be better than mine, but then we can tie it into photography at the end. So today's episode is going to be on mobiles and how mobile mobile photography may one day be better than the DSLR that we have at home. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about mobile phones in general at first. Okay. So let's let's start back at the beginning of when mobile phones came out. Me and you would have seen the original mobile phones as we're old enough. So we would have seen the original flip phones and the original um, Nikon. No, I was going to say Nikon, not Nikon. Um, well, well, we'll get to the names of them in a minute. But we would have seen the original phones that wouldn't have had the keyboards, the QWERTY keyboards, which we use today, yeah. and the um, and we would have used something called over here in in Britain. We used to call it T nine. T nine. Yeah. So uh, and we would have seen all of all of this. So over the years, mobile phones have developed. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you, Leon, what yeah. in 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 what ways did they develop originally? To become the mobile phones we had today. So what? So what? How did it all sort of go from being a basic phone for just making phone calls and texts to what we have today? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. So that's yeah. So the earliest we uh, we've actually seen the phone cameras. Uh, the phone cameras dated back from the actually I would say the late nineties. Uh, if you look back right here, the cameras on the flip phones weren't really as good as as we've seen as we've seen today, and um, and there's been a lot of improvement since then too. So we're talking about the one of the first one was like 97, 98, uh, but you're talking about phones um, that had very poor megapixels. Like uh, it started around 1.3 uh, megapixels, and uh, the resolution back then was very poor quality in comparison with today and and it's it's such a stretch of what we've come down to to it as well but over time we have seen uh phones improved and 
and it's pretty wild that we've uh, seen it coming uh, all the way from 20, uh, 20 to 24 megapixels. So it's, it's <coughs> definitely a, a wild and, dra- and drastic uh, change we've seen from uh, 20, 23 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, because there's been reports recently of, uh, I believe, the next uh, Samsung phone is alleged to have a 64, no, yeah, 64 megapixel camera on the back of their camera and a 25 megapixel camera for the front facing camera. So all you selfie lovers out there, have your high resolution photos coming. Um, Yeah, so... That, so that's that's one improvement. The megapixels are improving, yeah. But then we've also got to think that over time, with with how apps are developing. Now, I don't know. I'm not a very big apps person myself. The I just use the basic ones that most people use: Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, right? Um, and that's it for me, really. But when it comes to the, and I use occasional. Um, photography apps like my one mainly to go to is the one that I still use on the computer today uh, I use the Lightroom one and if I'm going to take a, a a a photographic image using my phone not just a quick image I will use the Lightroom one because it allows me to use a process called RAW now what's your under so before I carry on what is your understanding when I say raw, when it comes to photography, I've um, I've known very little of raw though, and um, and things about like uh, I'm, I mean you've had I know that unlike uh, you you've actually got the little bit on the basics of raw like I know like the form the formats when it comes to like the basic formats like uh, the megapixel settings how the, uh, what do you call it? the file the file settings like JPEGs but raw that I don't have too much of uh, of a Good understanding on on raw too much too because I haven't done a lot of study on raw though. Basically, no. it's a, a little bit out of out of scope uh, on my end too. But as far as megapixels, like I'm pretty much good with the resolutions and the size images, things like, things of that matter too though. Uh, you can, uh, br- bring up a raw a raw for me too because I know I do love the sh- the shows that you've done in, in the past. So, uh, how, how about we explain that to, uh, for everyone out there? <laughs> So I'm not going to go into in-depth on this because I've already done this already with RAW versus JPEG in a previous podcast. But the gist of it is, is basically RAW is basically the RAW image. So with a JPEG, the JPEG is compressed. So you lose some of the information in which you you capture when taking the image. Okay. Whereas with RAW, you are able to keep all of the exact information you have so when it comes to editing it on, for example, Lightroom, uh, OnePlus, and a few of the others that are, that are currently coming okay. out, there it does. There it it basically allows you to do more with the image because you have all of that exact information there. Okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah. So that and that brings me into light right there. You did mention the on it too, and that's sort of click click right there too. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, because I know JPEG so, is just like the major uh, standard for ma- yeah. many of the of the digital cameras right now. Yeah, yeah. So when it when it comes down to RAW, there's no uh, one standard for that at the moment. 
So basically what happens is, is for example, I know that some Canon cameras use CR2, which is their raw, fam- uh, raw format. Some use dot .raw and others use .cr1 and Nikon use uh, nr1 nr2 or dot raw format okay and when when you're shooting and with the with mobile phones though they have started to create a standard in lightroom there is a process called dng when you import your raw for files into lightroom it converts it to DNG for Lightroom to understand better. Okay. What mobile phones have started doing is when you go into the standard cameras or even into the Lightroom camera, when you shoot in RAW, it processes it as DNG so that when it comes to going from your mobile phone straight over to uh, Lightroom, it allows it allows the process of skipping over quite so importing it is a lot quicker because there's no conversion. Right. Okay. But it's just the it's just becoming a standard format. Yeah, right now. Too. Oh, right, right. Okay. Yeah. No, that's yeah. that's coming into into fruition now. So yeah, now it's um start it's starting to come back. Okay. Yeah. I know yeah. like uh, over time, like uh especially with uh, different formats, yeah. So yeah, I mean you're gonna see a lot more formats being uh, just the just the new standards right now. So it's gonna be in, in great and interesting at the same time. And I mean, for for me, I know that uh, we're still gonna get, for the cam phone cameras. This is just the very beginning, and my and then also the understanding with cameras, uh, with our between the standard uh, uh, digital camera and versus the mobile camera is that first of all the mobile it's it's like you've said in your previous podcast, which actually I look I love to bring this up if you don't mind. Yeah, don't mind you guys. Oh for yeah, it. and which, um, which you said at best is that yes, it's uh, it is great. The megapixels uh, have gone high. However, it is felt it does feel very amateurish, and I know that the, a lot of um, the phones now, once you see phones uh, kind of developing into more professional, into the professional world, that's when uh, you become very very seriously uh, when you're using a, a phone a phone camera too. Now. One of the things I will criticize on the phone still is that you cannot change the lens on on the mobile phone on, on comparing to the digital cameras, uh, the digital cameras or the or the film or the film cameras now, and which you're gonna see more uh, more of that too as well. And I think the standard digital cameras will still be alive and kicking, and I that's how I would see it too. But then best and then best as I, I can see it with mobile phones. I think uh, you'll ever. You're, I don't know if you're ever going to see that with other companies coming to like, uh, for instance, like um, Apple. Like I love the phones with Apple. My problem is that the, they they haven't done too much to go through making it unique. The phone cam the phone cameras where you could just change the lens on the go. Leon? Unlike on like the mobile, um, the digital cameras, you can do that. And but the phone cameras, I think. Um, in my pers- in my personal beliefs, I think that uh, the phone cameras is, still has a long ways to go. Uh, coming uh, coming to it too, as I, even though as nice as the digital cameras are, I I see that they need more t- more time to develop personally, because I think they could do use something else as far as swapping lenses and then bring then uh, and then doing something different 
different things with the cameras. That's how I see it, basically. Yeah. So just to put it, just to put it nice and short. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I so I agree with you there. Yeah. Basically, there is one downfall with not being able to change the lenses. Um, and the only the only problem I can see with that is is in the future we might have an instance of having seventeen to eighteen different lenses on the back of your camera. Um, because uh, one example I can give you actually is there was a camera that came out uh, a few months back, and I cannot remember the exact name. I think it was called um, Limograph Limogra lens. But what I'll do is I'll look that up and put that in the description for you guys. What it was is it was a camera. That a, a D, a basically a DSLR without the removal of lenses, but had thir- had seventeen different lenses built into the camera on the back of the camera. To me, it just looked ridiculous. But this is this is where I can see at the moment that we're going with camera phones because if you look at some of yeah. them, they've already got three lenses on the back. Some have got four lenses on the back, and there's a report that Samsung. Um, is trying to develop well, a phone pre- that will have well six yes. lenses on the back. <laughs> yeah, so so I think it's going to start looking really ridiculous for it. But there was a company True. that started a Kickstarter and it never went anywhere. But I like the I like the idea of it where they they were developing Bluetooth lenses. So rather than having to um, change your lenses you would bluetooth you to the lens and the le- and that oh. would be used as your camera lens so you right. could use standard you know, you um, uh, there was that uh, kickstarter that i did see one time long time ago and that and like and like you mentioned it never it just never came out it was uh, the idea just never blossomed out for some reason i, I know what you're talking about too but it was a very old kick, kick, kickstarter that uh, uh, that was supposed to be out, but never did. You're, uh, that that is true too. I I uh, I almost wondered where that where that went basically too. It just came out, but then it's it didn't never it didn't never show the light of day. Which which I will agree with you. It is pretty cool. <laughs> no, but, yeah, but it, but it got its funding though. The funny thing about it was it got a hundred percent of its funding. But the thing is with Kickstarter is you can set it up where if you get your funding but the products don't come out people can claim their money back or you can keep it and what was reported was was the company I kept see. all the money but never released the products wow either so yeah so that never so that never went anywhere so that is that is something i can see happening as well is going in starting to get bluetooth lenses because i know at the moment you can get uh, you can get lenses that have like a little hook that you can attach to your phone, which allow you to add like macro lenses and wide angle lenses and a, I think it's only, it's a zoom, it's a zoom lens, but it's something like uh, five times to 18 times zoom, but it sort of uses the digital zoom on the camera at the same time. Yeah. But the other thing I was going to ask you as well, with the development of um, mobile phones, one thing I've noticed is there is a lot of digital processing going on. AI processing, I'm going to call it. 
and what it's basically doing and i don't know your opinion on this because yeah. you'll be more in more of an ai person than i will be but basically when you've taken the image it sort of isn't exactly the image you took because there's a little bit of um if you were taking a selfie on the front camera for some reason there's a little bit of a beauty filter going on and then if you're taking pictures on the back of the camera some phones are actually digitally enhancing the photo to try and make it look better but as a photographer myself i can notice that it's been done on a mobile phone because of that because if you zoom in it isn't as crystal clear as it would be if it was taken on a dslr so my question is with the with the implementation of ai in in the phones what is your opinion on that and how do you think that would develop to work or develop well, or never work uh, my opinion, in any opinion with this with the ai or if, if you're talking about like ar like i know ar is augmented reality but if we talk about the artificial intelligence uh, i don't know i think it, it it will work out okay though and, and that's i have a i have a positive thing something positive about ai i always have really and my thing with ai i think it'll work out well if it's if it's put in good use then but however i don't know like it, it's always good to it's always good to have something like a machine to do something uh for you which i think it's i think there are wonderful things and don't get me wrong too but i think it the having i always like editing my photos um any my photos manually instead of this automatically through ai because personally, I want I wanted something that doesn't <laughs> like that's one that's one thing with AI like it can be quite scary um, because you want to you always want to have the manual control as as a human and make sure that you um, that way you can do it you can do everything customized on yourself especially that you want to. Uh, do everything on, on your own instead of having the computer to do everything for you too because I think there is a point if um, and this is how I can see it too because if you leave everything by the hands to the computer I think um, uh, you're never going to get the option to do it on your, onto your own as as a human too and especially you letting AI do all the work for you too and that does take the uh, incentive out that's how, I, that's how I feel in my opinion upon uh, filtering too, and especially there are like I said, there are good things with AI. There are that some things do work, and then some other things that don't work. So just to put it this way, uh, with uh, with filtering and with camera with cameras, things like that too. Yeah. But then, but then we might get to a point where um, you might not be able to use your phone at all without AI anymore. Which okay to a point is is good, but at the same time, who's uh, will an AI ever be able to see the artistic side of a photo? Will it be ever be able to um, take the photo like a human, so it looks humanish? That's that's my opinion. That like I I like AI. Like, I'm a bit like you. I like AI to a point. Yeah. Like, I do think there is some scary points about it. But at the same time, it's like, especially when it comes to photography, will it ever be able to see the... Um, yeah, will it, will, it be, will it ever be able to actually be artistic? For example, um, 
Now, this isn't photography, but this is the best example I can give, and it still relates, is there is a program online, and again, I'll look it up and put it in the description, guys. But basically, there's a program online where you can put in music and tell it to make a song similar to that song. And what it's also doing is every time someone's putting a piece of information in, be it your own music or be it a song that's been produced by a professional band, singer or, or DJ, it learns what you're, uh, what you're putting in there. And now they've got to a point with it where it could almost sure. make an actual song. But my... Th- but my thing is, Ooh, is will um, that song like the, ever have emotion? Not really. I, uh, <laughs> I, I would say that too, because there's always going to be a human to human connection a lot. And you always have to have, yeah. have that too. Because now if, let's say there's a point that if the human, if the computer ever turns to a point that, uh, we're gonna, let me just go a little before like uh, 20 years. If let's say if the AI it continues to improve a lot more uh, further on in the future, um, and this is how I, I would see it. Like probably the, the computer will kind of feel from your uh, just based on your recommendations and how what kind of music you like. If you like a a double a double blast beat, uh, and it depends on what kind of uh, music that you like to put in your band, then uh, then the computer will put a drum a drum beat into do, to doing that right there too. But that's that's how I would see it in a musical perspective. And it, there are a few things what I would do it. But now let me just let me not yeah. go two steps behind uh on your question right here too now as far as what your previous question was uh will it will the ai feel um the artistic side of it so just to go back right there i don't think 100 i don't think 100 percent it will because uh the computer cannot really think for you you can pick you can tell the computer it'll pick for you but then, however, we haven't gotten to the point that computers will ever do such or do such a thing as of yet, too. And let's say, for example, uh, as, far, uh, as far as the AI goes with Siri, there are actually, I would say with Siri, there are cool things with Siri that Apple has done recently. And I would never call myself an Apple person because I left the a- Apple ecosystem a long time ago. And now I'm an, a full-on uh, Android guy right now. Now, I like how what some things Apple has done with series. Let's say there was a point that Apple did get to it, and they know what your artistic, um, your tastes. I'm I'm sure that 20 years by now that uh, that will that improve so much better from what we've seen from Siri before from 10 years ago. Basically, from the pre from the app uh, Steve Jobs there, what he's done. But I know that it will kind of outsmart the human and they say hey this is what you like and this is what you like but for me I think the human connection will always still stick yeah because he because the other still sticking to AI it was reported I believe either last year or the year or 2018 that um, Huawei's phone um, and again, I never know if I'm pronouncing these things right. No Huawei or Huawei, whatever it is. Um, yeah. So they, but they they reported with the space photography, and the and the example they gave was was if people were taking pictures of the moon, 
um, people were reporting that it wasn't the image they'd taken because what was happening was there was an image processing going on where they'd linked to a database from Google's images and what they were doing is they were finding images of the moon that were similar to your own image and overlaying it on top so it looked like a better image. So in that regard, what do you think of of that, of, of, of like sort of, like in my opinion, in that sense, it's like this isn't your image then and you also haven't got permission to use somebody else's image as two and three it's just it's it's not your image so it's right. so it's it will it will never be owned by you because if someone could actually figure out that it was their image that was overlaid on it the person that took it could get sued but the company in between can't because all they've done is just the algorithm has just put it there right. so in that regard, what do you what do you think about that? What do you think of like, in the sense of like, <clears throat> not actually being an original okay. image if AI um, took over in that so regard? So that's going to be a difficult one right there too. Now the, uh, let me how how should I word it right there too? Now if AI if there was a copyright it, uh, issue right here, and I know that the, there's always going to be mistake mistakes by the processing images right there too. And I don't. I know that um, the AI portion will never be as uh, accurate, one hundred percent accurate. And I think all of us will know that too. Um, now I know that the. I think a lot of people, if I like you mentioned about the moon, um, if they saw that they, if the AI detected that you took a picture of the moon, or whatever, I think they. Yeah, there will be a lot of issue. A lot of issues um, with cop with copyright issues right there too and I think there's going to be times that uh, and if I'm not mistaken I know that uh, there's a lot of photographers that tend to sue a lot of people that uh, and that uh, you know, from a lot of people that never ask for uh, per- uh, permission that's one thing like with AI you don't never know what's going to come out with AI uh, and entirely if the uh, if they'll be able to test 100% and I know that um, I know Google has done something where Google, uh, as a company, and they've, and I, I know that they've actually done a better, so much of a better job from previous years now that they were able to detect the, uh, which photo was from this website and this photo from from that website. So things have improved a, a little bit by little bit too. And I think that there will be a time that there will be good things about the AI portion that it will start to detect, but then others not not so much too. And then I think there are going to lead to, like you said, problems right there too. And I, I, that I can see. Yeah. And yeah. then, and then go, uh, coming off of AI a little, uh, the, the Pixel 3 and even the Pixel 4 have been reported that they are, so they've got their night mode. Now, you don't, and, and they're, they're saying you don't need um flash with this because they've managed to make an algorithm that can sort of add light to the photo now i'm not gonna lie it doesn't look too bad in my opinion it's not too bad but the only thing with it is it does look like it's um gone back to photos from the 80s 
the, the in a time when we were using um, limo, uh, limograph cameras. That's what we called them here, anyway. I believe they were called um, Canon D. I think they were called uh, Canon Ecos Ds over in America. Um, but what but what they what they they did is it, it the film that was used then looks like like for example now the only example I can give is if you were looking at a hipster still using film the way their photos come out is mm. how this night mode almost looks and on top of that they also reported that they would be able to take pictures of the galaxy so all the stars and the moon and everything else and have it almost crystal clear so in that regard what what is your do you think at this moment in time with technology that that is actually possible and or or not possible and if so uh, why 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 do you Um, think that is The night mode and okay. for the yeah, uh, so, and for the astrophotography. Yeah, so I will say that things have improved. Like the, I think what they, it has improved with the phone cameras that are the hardware, and like with previous um, generations of phones, uh, I would just put that as an example. Like the like the first uh, phone I've used back then was the HTC, uh, the G1. Like the photography, like the megapixels was not as best at the time since it was like what five megapixels back then uh but then you look at things have changed right there with the knife mode and so much they slap uh, all the features down to a phone it's it does become very very incredible and yeah so i do see um the hardware and everything going out it's just really it, things are uh, things have done such a better better job too as far as the imaging side i think i i have to say like they've with all the modern phones, they've done a really good job. <laughs> no, no lie. Uh, com- compared to what we've seen in the past, it's just um, it's and tell you the truth, like I, it's hard. It's hard for me enough for me to go into a film and can tell which is which is which because um, you uh, and some like uh, compared to different generations too. But I can definitely see how night the night mode can be used for astrophotography. It's be- it is very very beautiful, <laughs> uh, and that's why I think uh, night mode can be so so useful useful for people that are taking shots at night. But yeah, no no lie though. <laughs> yeah, and then and then yeah. So my next question was going to be basically. With the development of mobile phones, and right. not, and I'm not just talking um, photography at this point. So, for example, I know in some of the really high-end gaming mobile phones, Snapdragon. I believe they yeah. use Snapdragon. And yeah, so if we were, for example, in a non-gaming phone, was to use Snapdragon and put that into use yeah, okay. for for the cameras okay let's go back to photography a sec for the cameras do you think uh, in in what ways or okay. or mobiles in general let's go back to mobiles in general in what ways would you think that could improve a a basic phone and 
and the way in which we not just take photos but are able to mm. edit photos on the phone for example at the moment we've got a light version of Lightroom but do you think we'd ever get to a point where we may be able to use the full suite which even desktop computers at this point so, some of them can't even handle for example my dad's computer um, can't even handle yes. because as soon as you load it up the computer becomes really sluggish do you think we'll ever get to a point where we could have these massive suites on the phones because Lightroom is coming out with a so with Lightroom they've got a Lightroom classic and they've got a Lightroom now Lightroom is supposed to be a a new version of Lightroom classic that's coming out which is supposed to be mobile tablet and desktop but all doing exactly the same thing so my question is with the development of mobile yes, phones I do see, you I actually do see that think in, it's possible in like especially in the hardware i would say yes um onto all all of it right there too and though desktops can do that and now it depends like like you said like i know the desktop can are so it can be so sluggish at times too because you're using it so often and it, it is very very possible i think the pro, the way i will see with pro the processing the editing it's going to have to be done with a bigger screen and as much as i like both the, the benefits of a phone and the benefits of a desktop I think it's it's going to be harder to edit it through a phone because the screen the size screen is much smaller but I think the, I think you would agree me with me that the the phones the phone screens has improved over time um, and and it it has become very very possible because you can you can work on the editing software using like a bluetooth keyboard and a a Bluetooth keyboard and a, a Bluetooth mouse, if possible. But I think where I think the more poss the possibilities we're going to be like, if we're editing a photo, it's going to be mostly where in the iPad, uh, because I see I can see the iPad as a workstation on, on the mo mobility side. The iPad and the Android tablets uh, can handle the suites uh, a little bit better because also it's it becomes very very comfortable. Uh, you're not having to squint my and I know I don't know if you happen to have like uh, issues of, uh, from seeing Michael, but where I can see is that they it's very very comfortable. The iPads can be much more of a workstation when, and I can see that being much more possible through a tablet in the future, in the long in the long run, basically. So how way I can see that too, and because on on the mobile phone I can see it will work for people are just using it for independent photographers and um, people. And people in general, and people that works in the uh, journal journalism industry that can that's that's going to be working, placing photos on an article. So for me, there are there are possibility possibilities for both mobile and uh, and tablets. So that's where the mobile side that I can see it running. But as far as the, the suites, as far as like uh, Adobe, uh, that's that's a good possibility. You can. And my and then the other thing with uh, that too, and I think you may <coughs> agree that the. That the software, of course, you would have to put more money if you decide to go through additional suites like from Adobe, uh, things like that too. But, but I will, other applications I haven't seen placed in uh, photo editors, I think GIMP hasn't. <laughs> uh, GIMP hasn't uh, 
made made it to the mobile side only on the desktop version of the ads. That's what's what's just me about it. <laughs> yeah. And it. Yeah, but with 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 GIMP though as well, I don't think they've actually ever really developed because, um, as far as I'm aware, they've done updates, but I think they've only done firmware updates in the sense of making it compatible with newer computers. Other than that, I don't think they've really changed five uh, years, and we haven't seen like a major major change in a very long time. So that. And compare with Adobe, I think Adobe does the, make it such a new yeah, feature yeah.、Um, that it always updates、uh, on its software line, it's always up up to par too. That's one thing I like about Adobe、uh, compared with other software、um, editing <laughs> software too, which makes it great in general. Yeah. So my next question was when you were talking about desktops. I've been watching a lot of YouTubers, and I think you mentioned it once yourself as well. And it was about this Samsung Dex. Now, so my question would be there, still talking about the editing side. Do you think that Samsung Dex would ever, or any of these other mobile desktop、uh, services that are coming out through the mobile phones now? Do you think they would ever be powerful enough to be able to use a program like Lightroom, for example, or or GIMP, or、um, Rogue One? Yeah, Rogue One. The、uh, yeah, Samsung Desk.、Uh, I I don't think right now it will, but I I can see it in in the future will for may for later improvements because I I look back on it、um, and I I have to say though I I'm not too sure if it will. It will be fully ready, and when I say that is that they still need to put make put time into、uh, fully developing the the service and and the in the machines itself, and I I think that there there are some problems a lot、uh, ahead, but I don't I I don't think it's far fetched. I, I think it, it will be possible later on.、Uh, how depends on how things go with Samsung at the moment too. So, but yeah. <clears throat> Okay, so as as a as a、yep. last thing, then before we、uh, finish this episode for today, and again, thank you for being on.、Um, uh, so, where do you see mobile phones in general and mobile phone photography going in the in near the future. future? Okay, or, or actually, well, not even and, the near、uh, future. In the future, it's like you said from the very beginning, like、uh, the mobile. The mobile still phones,、uh, it it's definitely has a, a huge, huge future, and and I think this is where I see see it right there too. I think it it's gonna it's gonna take some time to replace the average、uh, photo、um, digital camera users and anyone that has a huge bulky cameras. And I there's going to be future that it will take over,、um, not quickly, but、uh, in time it it will take over. Um, and that's how I I see the、uh, how how I see it in the future. That's where a lot a lot of it my predict my predictions goes as like, hey,、uh, you gotta give people some time to、uh, adapt to adapt you know,、um, things like that too. And there are gonna be the, the whole loyal loyalists where 
a lot of these people will never give their give up their analog cameras or their digital cameras, and and that and that's true, and that's never going to go away for that side because there's a business with anything else. You're still going to have uh, professional photographers that's going to use a re- removable lens, and that's that's still there's still a future for photographers out there too, and I know that the. A lot of people kind of uh, dismiss pro, uh, professional photographers, and and there a lot of them are going to say, well, you know, how, where the hell is the future in photographers? I mean, they don't make much money, and they, how how they're going to do it? Well, that's kind of true. They may they don't they don't necessarily make a lot of money, but they do enjoy taking great uh, great photography, and there's uh, there's a good living doing that. If you do it enough, you're going to continue doing. Uh, photo- photography now on the mobile side it will it will become new new norm within five to ten years and I don't think the companies that are developing aren't doing anything original and I think um, original enough where people are gonna say hey uh, what what's gonna be the killer app killer photo app um, phone app where this is gonna replace my digital camera I just don't see that and plus I don't think a lot of people are gonna get used to touching on screens a lot too and a lot of people love um, the old-fashioned mobile um, digital camera where they can just uh, uh, use the indexes and hit click uh, snap 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 where it's going to be quick and easy too I, I think that's where I find the adapt the adaption is going to be quite difficult for some but for others may not for a lot of the new age people like you and I basically they're gonna adapt to different uh, things in the future so yeah <clears throat> And then yeah. something I just thought of as you were as you were talking about the mobile phone history, talking about different apps. Yeah. Well, I did an episode on my podcast on how Instagram changed photography. Now, in that, I basically I sort of said that if it wasn't for Instagram, yeah. I think photography wouldn't be as as big as it is That's- today, and may even have died off. Um, but so and then I basically said it changed it because people now think how do I take a picture that people like so in your opinion on Instagram and how you use Instagram how do you believe that Instagram is not just shaping photography but shaping that's how we that's view question, images um, now that see with Instagram and everything with Instagram, it's the popularity. It's never going to go away with Instagram. And the image, image-wise, I mean, a lot of people go to Instagram a lot because it's, uh, it's, it's just very much pretty pictures on on someone's on someone's phone. And I think the pretty, the those pretty images, um, that's that's I think that's going to appeal a lot of people to continue to stay. It's like it's very. Uh, it's very unique where a lot of people are going to continue to gravitate towards Instagram and that's why a lot of people continue to stay for over the years ahead and I think the image image part of, and that's what the, uh, one thing is that the Instagram still continues to still have a future because so many uses the app every single day and I does uh, unless if we had this killer app and that would take, uh, take over Instagram I think that's where I think a lot of people will 
switch over. I think there was one app that tried to do it, but unfortunately, the app didn't work out so well. Vero, um, and plus problem problem is that the community base knew that if uh, people stayed in the app for, they would get charged. And that's the thing about freedom is a lot of people want to use something that they don't want to pay for. And and plus there's um there's always a price to anything when you're using an application. And Instagram, it's uh, it shows a lot about that person too, and it's always going to be used for the average, uh, the average user, the hipster, the college for the college scene basically, and that's where that that goes on right there too. And I think, uh, like, um, for instance, like the one thing I was like about Instagram, and I always showed this to my mom, and she always liked this uh, famous cat that <laughs> that goes it's on Instagram. You gotta check this out. Uh, Michael, this cat is called Kobe the cat, and it's nothing but beautiful original cat uh, pictures. Just it's this white fur cat, um, a Persian blue eye cat. It's a very amazing pictures, and that's why a lot of people go over there too. And it's also it's a very teen oriented, and that's why it, I don't think it's going to die off so suddenly. Then it's going to continue to strive. <laughs> yeah. And 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 again, another app that is is quite popular right now, and I want to try and get your opinion on this. And I don't know if you use this one much because I seem to find this is a younger generation thing, or people like me that are just obsessed with using their phone. Um, I've noticed on TikTok actually that they that photographers, Mm. like young photographers, have actually embraced TikTok and make short little videos either showing off areas they've been to with their drones. Some will show off um, their their images by saying, well, I found these strangers and I asked them if they wanted to take photos and uh, this is... Uh, and this is the images that I took and then some of them are on there like, oh, so this is my aesthetic style, this is da-da-da-da-da. So talking about that and photography, um, yes, and us being young, youngish people here as well. Um, how do you so use so TikTok's become the well actually become yes. the world's <laughs> biggest yeah. social networking platform, surprisingly enough. Um, Suppo- suppo- oh. I think it. I think they said it was something like it surpasses Facebook now oh, by man, almost that's, that's by incredible. almost fifteen thousand uh, users. How fast is? <laughs> so, in 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 that regards, um, and not just talking about photography yes. here, because and and I'm and I've I've told you what how they use it for it, but using TikTok. How do you think that would be in the future the next thing that could influence people? And See, how do you feel it's it may question. already very, be influencing very great question, people? Actually, uh, you know, from, a lot of, and TikTok is it's a very fascinating application, and a lot of the people I think people are shrugging TikTok away. And, and to me, I and I, well, I'm going to be honest, I have not used TikTok because. Uh, you never want to shrug um, um, something that's trending 
and think and a lot of people are excusing this as a as a fad that'll never go off. You better think twice before you go out and say this is a fad because the problem is that uh, you may you may think it's a fad to use TikTok, but if you look at TikTok, um, there's a lot of creativity in TikTok that that hasn't we haven't seen in other applications, um, and I think it, it will definitely blow. It, I think it's like you said, like it is come it's coming. <laughs> It's the point that we're uh, we're seeing TikTok changing a lot, and and I I'm actually kind of tempted enough to use TikTok. I actually have friends now that already have TikTok, and I've kind of think twice. Hmm, man, do I I want to use TikTok? But I'm not too sure if I want to mess around with another social media account. That's my problem right there too. <laughs> It's just like you have way too many social medias. Um, to begin with, but I I don't think、uh, TikTok is anything like、uh, same, the same social media. You know, that's the thing too. Like、uh, I always question about how TikTok is making money. You know, that's beyond me. I can't say because I haven't done too much of the research、uh, how TikTok is still running. But the popularity is there for the younger generation, and I've always kind of questions like, well, this is just for the the, the tweens, and I don't I don't think it will. Be a huge connection with the older, the Gen X, the Gen Xers, and but actually, surprisingly, Gen Xers have jumped onto this, so it's actually really cool to see. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. No, there's 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 many 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 accounts for adults actually. Surprisingly enough, I'd probably say there's more adults on it. So it it sort of ranges from about I'd say. Thirteen, fourteen, to about forty-five、sure. is the age ranges that that actually make videos on it. Um, and there, and and you do get some youngsters, but TikTok's pretty good at trying to hide those ones away. They let them record, but their videos never go on the trend, never go on the for you page. They try and get so roughly about. Thirteen, fourteen. If they can verify that they're、oh. actually that age, that's when they start hitting the for you page. So you don't really see you don't really see the young kids on there. You kind of have to go searching for the young kids to actually be able to see them. But anyway, but like you, but not talking about that. But like you said, yeah, I think,、um, and I'm a person that uses TikTok probably. Like I've made a few videos on there. I'm not going to lie. Um, I've started recently doing that, and I've started promoting my own podcast on there. So I'll do a quick fifty-minute、uh, clip of the most. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love I love to hear more on that too. Yes, <laughs> I am、yeah. obsessed with TikTok.、Uh, that'd be I tell you, I think I personally, I I was the same with Vine though. This this was the thing though, right? Even with Vine, we all said the same thing. Yeah. And we all said, "Oh yeah, Vine was the best thing ever."、Oh, I was never going to lie to that. And Vine disappeared. Seven years after coming out, Vine disappeared. Yeah. And yeah. But the but the、It's、one thing、serious. I have noticed、mm-hmm. is with Vine, it was all about mainly comedy. All you would find on there was the intellect、uh, um, online comedians. Now. That being said, comedy、mm. is one thing that doesn't translate.、Um, I think the only types of comedy that do are British to American and American to British. Other than that, because we both mainly speak English as our languages. 
and our cultures are and our cultures are almost yes the same but then but so so that one failed because it was mainly comedy the one that i think the reason why um tiktok thrives is because like i said to you before i can find photographers on there that are actually using it to show off their work that some of them are using drones to just fly around an area to show off that area with cool music some of them are um, showing you what they did to get to the process of taking that photo and then some of them are you are telling their photo stories on TikTok of where they went how they got there and a little history behind the photos they've taken because of the area they've been in there's one gentleman and I believe the account is Takorik T-A-R-T-A-K-O-R-I-T-C. Um, he actually goes through and he's been to like abandoned houses, abandoned banks, abandoned schools, abandoned playgrounds and all this thing. And whilst he's there, he goes around and, and tells you a little bit about it and then makes a bigger video for his YouTube channel telling you more about it in, in depth. So... It's a very good way to promote yourself oh. at the same time. But TikTok is designed for all creative yes. people, not just for one niche. The niche that thrives the most on there, I'll give you that, is oh, dancing. Niche. Because um, you've got Charlie, yeah. uh, Charlie I, Camello, or Morello, Camello, uh, yeah, Charlie Camello, who's the most subscri- uh, most followed person on there, who does dances. So dancing is the main like big one on there but you can find creativity from anybody on there which is the good thing about it true yeah there's I mean there's no um, uh, there's no empty uh, creativity on TikTok I mean there's it's very unlimited right, right there too and it, it's that's what fascinates me about TikTok is like well and as it I'll kind of t- uh, kind of question is like hmm, as a technologist what use of of my work will be on TikTok, and I think there are going to be other ways to, like you said, to promote yourself and do diff- different, fascinating things. What, how, where a lot of people are going down to TikTok, uh, and you know, if you look at the App Store, the App Store, uh, like the Google Play, that's like the most downloaded uh, uh, application right, as of right now that we're seeing for the social, the the sh- social trends on iOS Marketplace and the Google Play Marketplace because it's it's game really really popular. For everybody there too so there's no there's no stopping it right now too <laughs> right yeah. so I think this will be a perfect time now because I think we've done the most popular apps now as well and I think this is a great time to leave it here so I'm going to say thank you very much for being on today's episode and before we go is there anything you would like to sure. add anything you'd like to promote anything you want to talk about just before we go Well, um, let's see. One one thing I will say is that uh, I've um, I haven't. Let's see. I I have just done my recent 100 episode, and I will be talking in my sh- in my episode uh, that I will be promoting later on photography. And I think, like you've said, like I what I enjoy about the you and I the most is that we've talked um, 
in depth about photography, and I think photography does have um, a lot of the future. And that's one one of my comments right there too. And go moving forward with my podcast, I I would say that、um, you're definitely see more pho-、uh, photography talking because it does have a lot to do with the digital trends、uh, with、um, on on the internet too. And I think it doesn't stop. And、um, and but as far as other promotions out there, not really too. I mean we've、um, I mean we've got actually gone through a lot of、uh, a lot of topics、uh, as far as um, um, Instagram. Uh, mobile phones, things like that too. But this, that's far, as far as I can I can say really too. But definitely, I definitely enjoy your time. So before、yeah. before we go, I just want to mention that you can find Leon Legray's show、mm-hmm. on the Anchor Podcasting app and all other popular podcasting、yes. mediums such as Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also find Leon. Leon、yes. on Twitter, player, player dot me, Snapchat, Minds, Mastodon, Instagram, and VK. And please do do your best to go over there、yeah. and follow my good friends because if you love tech as much as I do, and you love photography, please stay here, obviously. But if you love photog- if you love tech as much as I do, Leon always breaks it down to its most rudimentary form. So someone like me, who's not very up to date on technology except for computers,、um, it's it's easy to follow and it's easy to to listen to. So please head over there. That is Anchor dot FM slash Leon Legray L E O N L A G R E Y, and give him a nice follow. And I'm going to say from me, thank you very much for being on the episode today. Thank you guys for listening, and I'm,、oh, I'm, I will see you in the next one. Goodbye for now.